Hello everyone, Matt here, and with Slingshot having received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama, we thought now was a great time to put together all our Slingshot mini-episodes into one giant omnibus. Take a listen. Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice for the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today, bringing you uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot, episode 101, entitled Vendetta, the very first of a six-episode sprung on us out of the blue digital series starring Natalia Cordova Buckley. Let's get to uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slingshot here. Pete, this is a fantastic concept, particularly as, you know, that that intersection of digital and live TV is still being figured out. This is no uh, bottle episode. This is no weak uh, story that we're being given here. Uh, this is a well-written, fun episode, at least the first five minutes. Pete, I remain spoiler-free, haven't watched beyond it, but um, things are really off to a great start. It feels like a full episode, and I think it's telling that ABC is dropping this not just on their website to get website traffic. It's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's YouTube, uh, it's Twitter, and uh, I think they're kind of using what what we were concerned was a forgotten, you know, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. ratings aren't good as being sh- shuffled off. You know, instead they're using this vibrant property with its engaged audience to see exactly where people might want to watch things online. I definitely think it's a gauge and perhaps portentous of, of things to come with the amount of development that's going on in Marvel TV right now, both in terms of projects that went to series and some other ideas that kind of floated around, fizzled out. But Matt, we begin here, rock music blaring over the Marvel Studios logo there in present day as Elena Rodriguez wanders S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ. Yeah, and on the one hand, maybe you want to be pessimistic and say, look, it's a standing set. No, no, no. If you're going to do right where we left off on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, she is, uh, Yo-Yo is, obviously a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but still a little little bit on the outside of things. And uh, as she finds Daisy working out with her AOS-branded eye device, uh, Pete, we're continuing from what we saw last week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Right, you know, beating that heavy bag, uh, it it may owe her money, Matt, not quite clear. But, uh, you know, she says, Daisy says she's trying to get back in her routine here. So we're right back with the characters at the moment where we left off. Um, they remark how it's quiet there, you know, obviously with well, a skeleton TV crew around, Matt. <laughs> uh, fewer strangers uh, in suits running around a jab both at the uh, future bureaucratic uh, discussion here as well as the uh, super suit that uh, Jeffrey Mace's character uh, debuted in uh, the most recent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. And again, I think neither you nor I look at this uh, 
look at look at the lack of it being rock'em sock'em action and extras aplenty. We don't see that as a as a negative. We have spoken many times across our various podcasts about how bottle episodes or or some of these constraints that might be placed upon the money of an episode or something like that, how sometimes that leads to the best writing. Um, and and in writer James Oliver, we have a, a wonderful start here that is explaining in the forefront why things are a little different than usual. No harm, no foul. Um, we also get some some catch up uh, about uh, Mace wanting to grill Daisy. Pete, after all, there's a need for Daisy and Yo-Yo to get their stories straight. About that night. Yeah. You know, how much do they know? And uh, it's at this point that we get the superimposed. Now we're several months ago in the same set. Um, you know, you, you get a feeling this came together quick from a filming standpoint. But again, because we're on, uh, you know, extra time and everything, obviously some shortcuts are going to be taken. But in terms of telling a story, it's still effective. Uh, you know, Colson had stepped down. They thought they'd never see Daisy again here. And then um, pretty much nameless uh, shield guy in suit, as they just lamented here, uh, says that Director Mace is running late, so he won't be in this episode. And uh, you're going to wait for him here. It's then that uh, Yo-Yo tries to scan in with her ID. Clearly, she's looking for intel doesn't work though does it matt no it doesn't and her remark k estabina pete we are a g-rated podcast let's just say that she's saying that this is some baloney feathers that might come out of the rear end of a of a bull <laughs> if you know what i mean um and the introduction here of colson is is everything it should be for a digital series a web series as this is of a, of a larger show it's it's reverent um, and, you know, full credit here in Joe Casada's directorial debut um, for the way it is shot. We have an axe-wielding, box-holding Clark Gregg coming down the stairs there, and uh, it's, it's amazing that in a five-minute runtime here, Matt, we have such great character moments. Yeah, we've spoken many times about how your standard Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode rips along in terms of pace um, and and even most of the time lightly moves through some of the the required exposition necessary for, uh, you know, just to set up any episode, let alone one where you're saying, hey, it is present day. Hey, this is what just happened. Hey, let's flashback. No change in that effervescence here. Um I mean, as soon as you see the axe handle sticking out of that out of that box, that plus, quite frankly, the dialogue of uh, of uh, how Coulson had just recently stepped down, you're you're right back where you're supposed to be mentally. Right, and uh, you know the axis is good luck charm. Of course, the recap that this is what he had severed his own hand with. Uh, before he developed the uh, the and reaction to the terogenesis uh, crystals back at the end of season two, um, and uh, the the catch up, if you will, the recap. Yeah, you know, I'd heard Mace called you in. You're signing the Sokovia Accords. This is a big step, of course, and uh, back to their relationship as characters that Coulson always trusted his assets. 
Uh, yeah, he monitored them, but he understood them or at least made that attempt. Whereas Mace and this new regime, it's more of what can we get out of these people? How can we control them? And I think, again, that goes with uh, the excellent writing here by James Oliver and what they're able to do in this tiny slice of story. I like, too, that they take the opportunity to rewind a little bit on Mace, who I think that uh, the issues with Senator Nadir notwithstanding, uh, by and large, in the current Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. chronology, uh, we are sympathetic to him. We feel like he's a good guy. He is navigating the political intersection uh, that, that S.H.I.E.L.D. has, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. as security and S.H.I.E.L.D. politically, but we're kind of sympathetic to him. This does take things back, Pete. This notion, far-fetched as it might be, new boss, new rules. Uh, he wants us to work for him. He has little little regard for we, the little people. Uh, so, some crazy fiction there. Um, but certainly where the mindset was of, of the new boss. Indeed, during a, a time unseen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and Yo-Yo misses the old boss, and there's this look here, and Natalia Cordova-Buckley, to her credit, just the charisma that she oozes as this character, and what she does with a look that she's able to give Coulson the trust, the kindness, really endears this character, a character who is already dear to the audience. Absolutely. And uh, there's also dialogue there from Coulson that uh, that the list of powered people, it's an important step forward. Yo-Yo uh, mentioning her concerns about it being uh, being meant to track. Uh, but uh, most importantly here, um, she wants to share with Coulson information on a powered individual. But no, 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 Pete, he doesn't want to hear it from her. Why is that, Pete? Is there a flow chart or something now? Yeah, we have our spectrum of security, and I'm sure there's all sorts of other re uh, requirements as far as sharing it, but he points out, and it's it's maybe one of the jerkiest things we've ever seen Clark Gregg do as Coulson. He's like, hey, hey, um, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. You're not going to tell me that because that's not the procedure anymore. Um, and it was an interesting choice, but it's really effective in terms of moving this narrative forward. Uh, she's clearly trying to track somebody down from uh, her native country of Colombia, and uh, he's trying to build bridges, albeit with Mace, somebody that, you know, we as the audience don't trust anywhere near uh, as much as we did Coulson. And uh, the, the connection between Yo-Yo and Coulson is still very strong, but he wants to have her give uh, Mace a chance. Yeah, it provides some nice interplay with the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., given that we, of course, we are sympathetic to Clark Gregg's Coulson, uh, and any um, unprofessionalism that we have seen from Coulson's part, it's kind of been with a wink and a nod, you know. Um, certainly, he is legitimately trying to track down, or, or was legitimately trying to track down uh, Daisy, um, but there's been this specter of Mace not entirely trusting him. And it's in this most recent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode where Mace lays out that accusation that, um, that 
Colson has been backstabbing him the entire time and, and, and trying to run things behind his back, which by and large we have not seen. Uh, and certainly we haven't taken that sentiment to heart. So for, to, for, for Colson in the, in this episode, the episode after Mace leveled these accusations, albeit this episode prior in time, for him to be reiterating from the start, no, 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 respect the new director, respect the chain of command, respect the procedure. It's got a little extra bite against Mace. Yeah, and this is uh, peppered uh, amongst him reaching in the box. We very clearly see the picture of Stan Lee, who had his cameo for Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. in season one. The episode tracks there, not meant necessarily to be the picture of that character, a guy who was on the train with a with a couple of uh, uh, good-looking ladies, Matt, um, but he hands a little box to Yo-Yo here um, and reminds her that, you know, you're not giving something up as much as she's becoming a larger part of the team. It's a shield pin. They gave those out when, Matt? When shield was founded. And Pete, that one was owned by G- Peggy Carter. So we get the we get the, the name check there. We get a little extra Agent Carter. I know. If only Hilly Atwell's schedule was opening up. <clears throat> um, so fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed on more Agent Carter. Uh, but we get that little whiff here, and it just adds to the specialness of Slingshot. Yeah, and it's 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 a handoff that works here. Yeah, oh, you you hold on to that thing that's important to me in our entire organization. I'll only lose it on the Zephyr, you know, where I've been living for the past couple months and the story we've told at eight episodes of to this point. So the the integration, the degree of integration here is is high. Again, credit to to Oliver and Casada as the team here. The base isn't going to be the same without both Colson and Mac, which the stakes are raised now uh, for us heading into this slingshot episode, because we've seen the relationship between Yo-Yo and uh, uh, Henry Simmons, Mac uh, move forward. With that Colson leaves, he's off to search for Daisy Uh, again, kind of this interesting loop to it because we've seen uh, obviously in, in episodes uh, earlier back than the most recent shield episode, but with Daisy now fully restored to the shield family, it's this interesting flashback to the beginning of the search to, to essentially uh, start the process that would bring her home. And uh, Pete, then we get to see the, what I'm assuming is going to be the baddie for a slingshot, that powered individual that she mentioned uh, just a few moments ago. Yeah, uh, on the phone, it's partially visible. A Colonel Victor, the RA, is kind of obscured with her finger there, but has escaped from prison. Uh, And then as she's delivering a voiceover, and I think the juxtaposition of the roles, she's talking in the voiceover how she was angry and reckless. And these are things that we ascribed to uh, Quake's character, to Daisy, in that time gap that took place after the loss of Lincoln Campbell and everything there, where now Yo-Yo has taken on that and and she had this vendetta, you know, because that's the name of this episode. And then Matt... Oh, I get it. I get it. What do we see? Pete, we see two shots. Then the mystery man in question is revealed, certainly looking powerful indeed and looking uh, like quite the threat for these remaining five episodes. She had no idea 
what he had stolen. Uh, there's a there's a crate there which he opens up and his his face low shot from uh, the the bottom of the screen there with Casada uh, behind the camera. No idea as it's lit there how dangerous this man had become, Matt. And we are off to the races with five more episodes of Slingshot. This first episode of Slingshot gives us front and center Natalia Cordova Buckley's power, her presence on screen, uh, her 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 dignity, and what a wonderful time in our in our TV viewing to have that image out there. It might not be on the TV screen, but it's but it's on the screen and it's part of the narrative. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Benvenido, Matthew. The Marvel Agents of Shield Slingshot Podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 102. John Hancock coming at you today. Why don't you take us into this offering of Slingshot? Clock is ticking as Elena Rodriguez awaits director base at Shield HQ a little after 10. Yeah, and uh, great introduction there from Mace. He's trying to uh, speak Spanish, but of course, she's learned English, Pete, super fast. English is fine. Um, and Mace uh, thanks her for coming and uh, wants to make sure that first she is an official asset. Uh, nice inserted shot there of him using his purple ID to tap onto his uh, anonymous eye device. Chekhov's um, key card, as I called it here in my notes, Matt. But as they're going to sit down and uh, review and sign those Sokovia Accords, of course, she's uh, on the monitor, featured prominently. He's been uh, looking her information over before the face-to-face, and there's a picture of her and the cousin. Uh, he, uh, at this point asks her to use her John Hancock because that's what we Americans do. We use, uh, you know, country-specific colloquialisms with people who have learned English in the last month or so and think it's going to be great and or it's the ribbon with which to tie up the episode. I don't know what that is. A ribbon? (laughs) No, a John Hancock. (laughs) Well, (laughs) oh boy. Well, Pete, if the John Hancock wasn't enough, uh, she signs, she gives a thumbprint and a retinal scan, and there's a uh, reference made to the non-invasive medical uh, scan, medical lookover that she's going to have to uh, submit to. So quickly here, Pete, Mace is being reinforced as a well-meaning pencil pusher uh, while simultaneously kind of a bit kind of, you know, glad handing in his everything will be great. There's just a whole bunch of things you have to do. Jason O'Mara here, Matt, chewing it up, as you said, the the well-meaning yet awkward director Mace here. We we've seen two sides to him. Colson in the the previous slingshot episode uh, indicated how much this man just wants to be liked, and boy, is he trying really hard here between the Spanish tw- between you know. Uh, thank goodness he didn't go with Juan Hancock. That Matt just would have been whew, over the top. Um, but you know he's he's making an effort, even though it's it's a difficult 
cell here. Uh, and Alina tells him nothing about this is non-invasive. Yeah, I appreciate again in this uh, in this second episode of Slingshot how we get the old mace, the unseen mace even, uh, which is such a great contrast to how he was in the most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we're kind of buying him as, you know, as as Captain S.H.I.E.L.D. in his, in his outfit there and as somebody who does know how to bob and weave with those Washington elites. Uh, but ultimately we see on our side in S.H.I.E.L.D. later in the timeline compared to where we are for Slingshot. But with her quip about uh, the non-invasive or lack of a non-invasive approach here between the retinal scan and everything else that's come and gone, uh, he praises that she's maintained her sense of humor, can't wait to work with her, and she's ready to jump right in there, Matt. Uh, yeah, there's this escaped convict coming here from Columbia. He's an arms dealer, and for the second straight episode again of slingshot here she's shut down by a by a male superior hey that's great but that's not the way we do it you've got to submit your uh you know tps reports uh detailed threat assessment with a cover page matt (laughs) yeah and this idea of her being part of a measured response not the bad word pete the vigilante um she's reminded quake oh bad quake um she's reminded that the accords are law and it's something that she has just signed into uh if she messes up she'll be turned over to secretary ross pete that's name checking the guy from the thing uh, who can put her in the raft hey that's the place from the thing in the movie yeah uh again you know deep connections here as deep as we've seen this season to the marvel cinematic universe and uh you know, he he acknowledges, he gets it. Yes, bureaucracy, it's frustrating, but, oh, it works in the long run, right, America 2016? <sighs> Pete, that is about just as fun as what she has ahead of her. There's a medical exam. Good news, though, it's Fitzsimmons that's going to uh, perform the medical. And just as this shorter offering was was wrapping up, and I said, okay, well, that's that's fun and all, we get a little sizzle at the end. Uh, her her handler, who's going to walk her down, Cecilio. Cecilio, indeed. I did not forget his name, Pete. I was just <clears throat> um, Cecilio turns his back as she says, you know, after you, and she turns or he turns his back. Mace turns his back, and then she slingshots to his coat, gets that purple ID. Pete, we're off to the races, and not before she looks again at that photo on the monitor of her and her cousin and smiles with the key card in hand certainly a fun uh a fun presentation here i i I know that they have taken what they they've taken the story that they've made and they've chopped it up into pieces Uh, why it's pieces and not a larger single piece i i don't quite get if they were all going to be dropped at the same time maybe just that whole social media you know what plays best kind of thing i wish this was a bit longer uh, flip side is pete as soon as we're done podcasting this i'm watching the next piece because slingshot continues to be a lot of fun uh particularly as we get natalia cordova buckley just rocking it as uh, as our hero here the uh 
Alternative, Matt, was no shield for several weeks. We had an episode uh, at the very beginning of November. We had one at the end of November. We had one at the beginning of December. And uh, to go all the way to January 10th without a little bit more. So I will take as much as they can give us. And certainly with this character that I think we can all agree we have not gotten enough of uh, Elena Yo-Yo Rodriguez at this point. Take all we can handle. Yeah, and I, I appreciate from a construction point of view how it's set up around these somewhat easier scenes to make. You know, he, here's the one set where she will interact with Clark Gregg. Here is the other set where she will interact with Jeffrey O'Mara and so forth. You know, it is what it is. This is kind of uncharted territory. I don't need to to sing the the, the praises or point out the um, the less expensive nature. I know we did that in the last slingshot. It is what it is, and it's a it's a wonderful bonus to have, Pete. It's a bonus that lifts up our hearts. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Really? Were we all born in barns? The Agents of Shield Slingshot Episode One O Three progress here with that pete take us into slingshot episode 103 entitled progress elena arrives in the lab here for her non-invasive medical exam and uh pretty much while people are uh doing their thing initiates a facial recognition sweep using director mace's platinum coded id uh, indeed, and uh, she starts to upload info from her continued search here on Victor Ramon, who, of course, we saw in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, that uh, that uh, corrupt officer from the National Police of Columbia. Yeah, but Matt, you know, while it is uh, not normal at all to uh, take the director's key card and to scan it and to upload uh, information from your phone. You know what's completely, nay, perfectly normal? What's that, Pete? That would be that uh, most women prefer a bigger size and to <laughs> name things. Uh, th Pete, this particular entrance of Fitzsimmons, the couple that we love to love, um, talking about the giant 80-incher, um, it was definitely a moment of like, oh, let me put it this way. It's not inappropriate for shield and it's not inappropriate for, um, for ABC or for 10 o'clock. It's just, it was outside the tone of a normal shield episode. So to put it here on the website where there's a little double entendre, um, I got quite a kick out of it. Yeah, and uh, Bridget here, this television that Fitz has named, this 80-inch uh, OLED HDR device that uh, Simmons is worried in their on-base bedroom would crush them to death. Um, really the source of uh, comedic interplay in uh, this third episode of Slingshot. Yeah, and the fun dialogue continues. Uh, it's mentioned in passing about how it's uh, it's Yo-Yo's uh, registration day. Happy registration day! Um, passing reference made too. How she's going to get a new watch as well, uh, new tech, uh, and this light and airy conversation is, of course, underpinned by the ongoing search. It's the 
the screen um, <laughs> with its uh, with its. Uh, I know we don't give away free advertising here, but it's it's fruit company logo prominent on the back. <laughs> um, but the, and the screen... percentage that the scan has done was an effective way of marking time within the conversation that's going on here, and you know as. Yo-Yo's getting her uh, post-accord upgraded shield watch. You know, we're at 30%. Gemma comes in to take her pulse, which uh, interesting aspect to the character is very, very high in addition to her ability to zoom around. Um, and some exposition from Fitz that inhuman vitals require individual calibration. So the new watch will not only account for her velocity down to the picosecond, but also functions as a uh, where's my yo-yo. Wow. <laughs> um, all true. I do just want to add, I think that there was also the slight subtext of and her pulse might be slightly elevated compared to what it is normally compared to its superhuman uh, inhuman speed right. normally because she is pulling off this dastardly deed here. Absolutely. But uh, I, again, it's just kind of this um, it's wonderful exposition and it's kind of giving us some background on the tech that she's getting. And it fits is clearly, you know, so smart to be a, calibrating it for her, et cetera, et cetera. It would be kind of, banal and and ho-hum if not for as you mentioned pete that ever that ever rising slowly rising percentage um search here because of course it, you can only stop the search when you get to 100 percent. it's not going to randomly come up any sooner uh and it does add nice uh nice tension to the scene pete as does discussion about a breakfast nook yeah uh with Simmons coming over near the display. There's a distraction needed. And then uh, Yo-Yo throwing out there, well, what about moving off the base? Get an apartment. <gasps> you know, like more episode. room for Bridget. And as we cross the 94% barrier here, the breakfast nook, which was the subject of what Simmons was pounding the pavement for, uh, I want to say in the in the season four opener. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, who who can live without one? Uh, and the um, the way that uh, Fitz gestures her to stop. <laughs> um, kind of outside of character that we've seen trouble in in paradise, Matt. Yeah, and look, I I, I think. Um... Anytime the show gives us gives us more Fitzsimmons together, it's a good thing. Um, slightly out of character here, particularly because I think they were going for the kind of, you know, women, am I right kind of moment. Uh, or at least guys who say women, am I right moment <laughs> kind of guys. Pete. We are both we are both married to to ladies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Lovely ladies, better better than ourselves, ladies. Indeed, um, our own Simmons is 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 is. Pete, do you uh, do you deploy? Um, do you deploy? I want to have a discussion over this time over a breakfast nook, or do you do you, do you save that? Do you save those precious moments for for other things like no, let's not do doilies or you know that kind of thing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I I can't say that it's never been a situation like let's let's talk about this at another time. But you know, Yo-Yo, outside of their relationship, outside of their culture, uh, and on top of the fact that these are all foreigners in the room having this discussion and the non-transferable perhaps etiquette of, hey, let's not talk about this stuff in front of other people. <laughs> true, true. Um, Pete, I'm wondering what would, you know, I wonder what, what what Shield would be like without the the wonderful kaleidoscope of of, of culture and national origin, et cetera, et cetera. But I digress. Pete, the search is now over. The the baddie, uh, none other than the aforementioned Victor Ramon, is in Baltimore, Maryland. And I say Baltimore, Maryland because there's no comma and apparently shield uh searching software just just does not like to 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 do the grammar bestly those spaces you know they're they're vital matt um but uh with her new watch here um she's ready to go yo-yos p could you say that fitz has outfitted her with the watch yes oh good back to you pete um, but with that in tow there and what she needs, she heads out back into the hallway only to run into Mac who tells her it's not cool. And where wait, he, he, he heard about the, 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 the uh, missing key card. It is as always so charming to see Mac and yo-yo together here. Uh, it's mentioned how he's he's about to head off in, in the Zephyr One, um, which I think obviously that line and and to bring it back to the the Breakfast Nook for a moment, both of these are are cases where and, and this is in no way a dig against the script but where where they've gone back and kind of um, backdated this episode into stuff that already existed, um, but but that certainly is fine. He's of course heading on to Zephyr one to continue the hunt for Daisy. Um, and, uh, he also says that, you know, she doesn't need to be worried about being constantly tracked by this benign government agency. It's all very rule following. And, um, Pete, I'm sure nothing will go wrong with the uh, shield leadership in the next, uh, four years. I mean, fourth season. Or that data that's being, uh, you know, streamed on their servers and where all of that goes. It's, you know, unless something happens, it'll just gather dust on their server. And they say S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't touch on more modern things. And look, Pete, we were able to touch on modern things without cursing and upsetting people in the audience. Because at the end of the day, back to our pretend superpower show... Mac is going to be her case manager, by the way, Pete, which for all this rule following, can we just have a little HR moment? I think there's, isn't there a Twitter account, Shield Human Resources or something like that? I think I followed it. Um, But Pete, how do you feel about Mac, who has some romance in his heart? And in a moment, he and Yo-Yo are about to melt my computer screen here. (laughs) Should he be her case manager just to be closer to her? Is is this an ethical dilemma? He's got to sign some kind of waiver, I'm sure. Um, but he's going to get a stipend as well, asks her out. Uh, he will even buy within reason here. And Matt, we get a pre-episode kiss kiss. 
So that wasn't their first kiss that we saw. Well, okay, a couple of things here. First of all, I personally took the stipend line as a joke. Uh, I'm not saying definitively it must be, but I I feel a little better thinking that Mac is not being paid to professionally manage this woman. To Mac. Yeah, what did I say? Oh, to Mac. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Mac's not being paid to Mac. He's not being paid to Mac. Um, uh, Second... Now, Pete, I don't want to split hairs here. To me, that that appeared to be a kiss on the cheek as opposed to kiss on the lips. And I don't want to force my morality onto anybody else. But in my book, that's a little bit less of a... Pete, let me let me use a baseball metaphor here. I feel like it's a different base. Um, so, so, yeah. We're, Pete, we're getting so much about people. In this episode of Slingshot, here we thought, "Oh, it's a fun little web series." And they made it from the cheap, and you know what, Pete? We are talking about relationships between people who love each other. This is fantastic. We are bringing back the love to a Marvel Cinematic Universe, nay, and an us universe that could use some love. And with Turtle Man on the way out through uh, Bay C Seven. Uh, Matt, the the true upshot of these uh, digital episodes, apart from the character work, apart from the familiar settings, is to see the level of effects that they brought to this as the Zephyr One takes off and Yo-Yo watches. Great effect for TV, even better if you're doing this on a digital format. We get the one shot, and in my notes, I said there's a nice shot of Zephyr One taking off, and it, it is nice. As I was watching it, I said to myself, Oh, I wonder if this is like a reuse of it because it kind of was from you know the that landing bay is two or three stories high or deep, depending on your direction. Kind of looked like it was from, from a middle height there, and oh, maybe they're just reusing a shot. Then we get this sweeping shot of Elena looking up the plane rising, then back to Elena, and then in a moment may who we'll talk about uh in due course but that second shot was absolutely new for this and really really wonderful yeah and as may comes in and uh you know we we break up the the wistfulness of uh there goes my future boyfriend uh out into the wild blue yonder that the director's credentials are missing and she thinks she has a theory as to where they are to summarize, this episode gives us gives us Fitz and Simmons and Mac and May and a special effects moment or two. I mean, I know there's kind of the the yo-yo running effect. Um, not that it's not wonderful; it's a little bit, you know, less impressive than the plane taking off. You know, in between a continuous camera move, blah blah blah. This is a, a full formed six minute offering here. This is this is fantastic. Uh, clearly, the most levity we've had of any of the episodes thus far as as fun as the director mace was uh in the second offering but uh the the stuff with uh fitzsimmons the the you know to get ming na here in at the end and uh you know to to jab with that at the end uh and and the effects you know yeah this this is their most complete to date my name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. I came here to register. 
the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for Slingshot episode 104 reunion here today. Where did we leave off last time? Wasn't that wasn't that May confronting Yo-Yo? Yes, as uh, Elena watches Mac fly away here in the Zephyr 1, uh, May is questioning her about the director's credentials. And uh, Elena is playing uh, dumb. Indeed, we, uh, we're picking up right where we left off. Yo-Yo denying that she took the director's credentials. After all, Pete, she has an Apple Watch. I mean, a Shield Watch. They're completely completely totally different by the way uh and that shield apple watch i mean shield watch is a symbol of her allegiance and the allegiance that she has to shield yeah that she came to register that that's all she's there for how dare melinda may accuse her of trying to do something else but may tells her then obviously you won't mind answering a, a few questions to the quinjet now Yes, and uh, something I wasn't entirely clear about, because they head onto the Quinjet, May kind of closes the door, and there's like a chunk, you know, sound, and May says uh, words to the effect of, uh, it's, you know, don't try anything, it's magnetically sealed. And a question for you, Pete, the fact that it's magnetically sealed stops a super fast person from doing what? Pushing it harder than her super speed might allow i wasn't quite clear on that myself uh the very location of their conversation immediately helps us understand as viewers okay she's in a mode of transport she needs to get to baltimore they're going to have the tough conversation and of course we know ming na wins uh melinda may the uh the hardcore agent with a heart of gold is going to let her through she just needs some assurances isn't that right matt that is and i think we the audience are are ahead of the writing here and i'm sure that that's on purpose but we have may confronting elaine about being a terrible spy there were only three people who had access to the director today only one was an inhuman plus there was a sloppy search on a publicly accessible computer in the lab there then we get the reveal surprise surprise may is not there to arrest her she's there to tell elena to keep her nose clean yeah of the three that are mentioned of course yo yo the girl with super speed being the suspect for obvious reasons but matt's favorite agent burrows the brown noser and uh of course anderson who uh might not be a manderson given uh what may says about him as well uh i think we left off cecilio he was there i want to know how cecilio slipped any uh suspicion here matt pete if you are suggesting that anybody in the color palette of skills at shield could ever do wrong then you probably would have some sort of sense of trouble within shield for the second half of the season but i digress um Certainly, though, the, the message here in the Ming-Na Wen scene uh, is, uh, is for Elena to, to simply be a better agent, particularly, wink, wink, if you're kind of sort of playing for hashtag Coulson's army, even though Coulson isn't actively encouraging a, a, 
a, a subset of shield agents you know there's kind of the wink and the nod so do a better job as you're part of colson's army and then we have uh a character who gets the closed captioning of man uh ask uh if uh she's ready to get comfortable uh yo-yo here that uh she should only be on this plane 20 minutes minutes matt yeah, it's several hours to go to Los Angeles to help continue the search for Daisy. But no, no, they're going to Baltimore. And May, from the uh, the bottom of the Quinjet ramp, gives a little nod. Um, I think with that implicit, you know, you go continue your uh, continue your investigation. And with that, Pete, we cut to a place titled Port of Baltimore. So exotic, Pete, these places. <laughs> I wonder where the port of Baltimore could be within within a 20-minute flight of the, you know, suburban Washington, D.C. area. And uh, we have Yo-Yo confronting uh, Victor Ramon. Yes, the man she's chasing here, complete with the case that uh, she's interested in. So it's all coming together, Matt. It's as uh, Marvel head of television, Jeff Loeb, loves to tell us, it's hashtag all connected. Um, and the door closes with a whoosh. Yo-Yo grabs him. And then, telenovela style, we see our way out of here in Espanol, por favor. Indeed, she asks him if he remembers her or her cousin Francisco. He remembers her. He remembers her primo, Pete. He gets a smack on his face, a bloody lip. That is ironico that she's part of the fuzz now he was in the government back in colombia until the americanos which by the way is subtitled as americanos arrived yes uh that he and his compañeros his friends uh you know they were the law and now she is the establishment she's the man uh they were serving and protecting but the accusation here that they abused their power and the irony that uh, he now accuses her of doing that. But Matt, there's a guy with a gun. Yes, and I, I have to say kudos to the production, kudos to the show here. We know that she is has super speed, um, but she does not exist in a constant state of super speed. So I like how with the editing and the camera moves here – you know, he's brought friends. One is uh, coming around the corner. The other has come up just behind her to 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 smack her and knock her out, uh, which to me is a totally um, acceptable story way to show that the superpower, super fast lady didn't see it coming, even though you really shouldn't hit. With that, Pete, this offering, this mini episode has ended. Matt, obviously a rapidly, muy, muy rapido uh, episode here. Super excited about the final two. Yeah, this has been, this has been better than, than, I don't want to say better than expected because it's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. production. Um, and it's, it certainly is a novel way to tell a story, uh, particularly while S.H.I.E.L.D. has been off the air. Uh, and I like Pete that we've been kind of uh, we've been enjoying this slowly uh, as as one should not uh, not binging uh, as one often does over the holidays. My name is Matt. And joining me as always is Pete. Happy New Year, Pete. Hey, do you know who this is, boys? Agents of Shield 
podcast by Fantastic Geek for Slingshot episode 105, Deal Breaker. That's who this is, Matt. As Elena comes to, tied to a chair, there's a couple of watchdogs er, watching. <laughs> Indeed. We also see Victor Ramon, the, uh, the, the still bad, bad guy. Um, Pete, seeing those watchdogs there, it's clear that this is a big Lee deal that's going on here. And uh, Victor Ramon is going to offer them a glowing blue weapon. He's about to demonstrate it, Pete. He's about to fire on her. Then the ground starts to er, quake. Yeah, this uh, glowing, uh, reticulating vacuum cleaner type device before we can find out what it does. Of course, uh, the uh, the old acquaintance he's going to use it on is saved just like that by the aforementioned quake. She uh, quake blasts her way in um, and then quake blasts some bad guys and then quake blasts Elena's release. It's this point, Pete, I said to myself, this is a two-on-group fight. It's not a fair fight for those watchdogs, uh, having these two powerful ladies against them. Uh, although they do end up briefly cornered, but that's enough time for some expositional dialogue. Well, prior to that, my notes read, stunt fighting in chair and chains. <laughs> but, uh, of course, after that, after they've been called inhuman scum, uh, the discussion here, what what happened, uh, why are you here, did S.H.I.E.L.D. assign you to go after the weapon, and uh, Yo-Yo, nearly halfway through this uh, three-minute, 38-second offering, speaks her first line of dialogue here. No, she had been formally assigned to paperwork. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't know about this. She's here for Ramon. This is the moment where where uh, the slingshot season, if you will, I, I almost hesitate to call it the season, you know, because these are shorter episodes, but fine, where, where the slingshot season uh, really comes into focus in terms of um, now we are incredibly informed as to as to the bond between Elena and uh, and Quake and uh, everything that that feeds into on the hush-hush uh, as we started season uh, four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is, this is adding to the richness of, of what we assumed but did not see. Uh, the, fact that, the fact that Daisy is there to, to help Elena in her moment of need, of course Elena is going to pay that back, particularly since she's not fully inculcated into the S.H.I.E.L.D. mindset, having joined S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, just that calendar day. Yeah, and I like the way that this show has moved through both the gray spaces and the blind spots that we've had through the first eight episodes of season four and some of the backlog that's come before. With that, uh, Elena takes off while Daisy provides cover, which, again, this might sound like it's a slight. It's not because the the scope of Slingshot is is what it is, and it's 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 a wonderful uh, extra offering here. Just want to point out, Pete, the, what does the story give us? It gives us Elena taking off with Daisy's cover, as I said, which means the story gets to move on from Daisy and that scene and that set as we go out into the hall uh, for uh, for Elena to confront Ramon, ready to take him to prison. In a scene I call Ramon alone. 
uh, first. He's alone. Then in Espanol, he is confronted here. This is the end for you, Ramon. Um, and of course, the the classic bad guy trope of, oh, well, I'll surrender so you don't kill me as he clasps his hands together only to be told, Matt, that uh, if she fires, it isn't murder. This is justicia. Yeah, that uh, being taken in, sent to prison, not an option anymore. Uh, that uh, you'll have to do to me what I did to your cousin. Pete, I remain spoiler-free, even for uh, this, this uh, smaller arc of, uh, of Slingshot. I have a difficult time imagining that Elena is going to pull the trigger in episode 106, Justicia. That said, if anybody has the right here, uh, I dare say Elena might. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly left open enough. I mean, we get the character and there's been this buildup about what happened that night. Okay, now we've seen it. The final episode is called Justice. Could it be so black and white that she's going to wipe the guy out? We're just going to have to see. But, uh, you know, they've they've certainly, uh, from a standpoint of plotting and pacing, told an efficient and effective narrative over these first five episodes. And this episode in particular, I it, 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 on the one hand, it went by so quickly that it was like, it kind of felt like it was over just as it got started. The flip side is they jam-packed so much story into those you know, three and a half minutes um, of which about 30 seconds are, are uh, the credits. So in three little minutes, y- you get quite a tasty bite nonetheless. And uh, I know I will be sad to see Slingshot go after, uh, after episode 106. This has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to how it will increase the offerings we're still going to be getting in terms of uh, the knowledge we've gotten here. Well, I mean, hopefully they they use this as a template for, uh, I, I don't know, smaller backstories, side stories, um, interesting ponderings for the mothership of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Pete, I know you gave forth a theory on Twitter this past weekend that maybe maybe this online format could be home to another Marvel lady. It could, I think, you know, as we're approaching... Uh you know, nearly a year now since Agent Carter season two started back up only to leave us high and dry with a pretty open-ended narrative. You know, um, Haley Atwell's uh, available at least publicly right now as far as uh, that other show that she's on, not really having the conviction to continue, Matt. I know they they started the burn-off of the final three episodes on uh new year's night uh which was last night as we're recording so you know big tv night sunday (laughs) january 1st um so obviously it's it's just an obligation for abc at this point uh you look at the way that shield has in the first eight episodes of season four name checked her character several times you look at the way that this story is told using existing sets and everything like that. Boy, where's uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters? It's a former, uh, you know, uh, SSR spot. 
I mean, it, it makes too much sense, but oftentimes TV and the stories that need to be told don't work out that way. Well, whether it's online, I mean, even my goodness, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think the audience would absolutely go with the wink and the nod of, oh, no, Fitz has come up with a thing that all of a sudden is messing with the time vortex. Ack, we've pulled Peggy Carter out of 1950 to the present day, and we need to get her home in a wonderful Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. eight-episode arc entitled Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Carter go home or something like that. Like you could, <laughs> you, my point being, you could do time travel. Time, we, you could do this and, and have her without drumming together a new show, whether it's online, but whatever it is, let's make it happen. Yeah. I, again, the, the opportunity is there, whether the players are all available, the most important player remains to be seen. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. You can call this justice if it makes you feel better. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for the Slingshot finale, episode 106, Justicia, coming at you. Uh, You can call it justice if it makes you feel better, Matt, but uh, Yo-Yo, Elena, she's, she's ready to feel better after she pulls the trigger here the same way Ramon remembers feeling when he shot her cousin. So he implores her to do it. But Matt, can she do it? Pete, she can do it, but she chooses not to. Here, virtue is uh, is shown in restraint and not blustery action. Um, but speaking of blustery action, Pete, there's one of those uh, watchdog folks behind her has the uh, the mysterious uh, weapon, the mysterious gun, and uh, Pete, I think he's ready to, to bear his arms and fire away. I love the moment of hesitation, the the hand, the gun shaking from Natalia uh, Cordova Buckley here. And then to have that choice made from behind there for her when the watchdog has the device, fires it. She, of course, does her her special power. She moves. She comes back. And, uh, you know, after grabbing the device uh, you know, we get the beam hitting uh, Ramon in slow motion and uh, he disappears into whatever that thing turned him into. In this effects-laden slingshot offering, episode director and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, visual effects coordinator Mark Kolpak definitely bringing the heat to the slingshot. Absolutely. You know, this digital series has been so great for a variety of reasons, giving uh, Miss Cordova Buckley the the starring role, uh, a heroine of a diverse nature, somebody we're always clamoring to see more on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But how about uh, this series as a way for uh, two gentlemen long associated with uh, the show, with Marvel, to pick up their director's Guild of America cards, Matt, Joe Casada, and now uh, Mr. Kolpak. Yeah, what do we want out of our bosses? We want people who are willing to, to get into the, uh, the trenches with all the other troops. And here we have uh, Marvel uh chief creative officer joe casada who of course kicked off the first episode uh diving on in with uh with his direction and then mark Colpack at the end bringing his uh visual effects eye 
And uh, it's it, it's a really neat way that Slingshot has had these smaller chunks where uh, where people can dive on in. And we can get a slightly different take, slightly different perspective as this uh, Slingshot offering was made. And, of course, Yo-Yo does not kill here. Uh, she lets the watchdog go before she changes her mind. We get the rumbling of the Quinjet descending here. Daisy's still in the other room. Of course, they know it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Matt, of course, this weapon, it's not name-checked as such, might be an 084. Been a while since we heard that kind of lingo. Uh, who knows, with all the colors now at S.H.I.E.L.D., if they're even using numbers anymore. Um, but that uh, the, the two of them put this together and uh, suddenly they're on their way out. Oh, wait, one inhuman fugitive is enough. Let's fix it so that Yo-Yo uh, can go back and integrate with S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, we reintegrate into the present day. Certainly, as we approach present day, there's the the unspoken, and I think uh, I appreciated that, that they didn't hammer it home, that th this unspoken connection that the two of them had at the beginning of this season, which is the time in between this flashback and present day. Uh, so I certainly, you know, I appreciated that you kind of got that if, if, um, if, if it came to your mind, and if it, if it didn't, then back we are to the present day. Uh, Pete, in this in this weird Marvel Cinematic Universe, with all everything is totally different. Uh, Daisy is, of course, uh, has used her Mac to sync up to uh, Yo-Yo's Apple Watch and get all the <laughs> Shield information from it, um, and um, got the wireless keyboard and everything. Pete, they're just they're all kitted out from the fruit company. Here we go, breaking the rules again. But uh, the click of a button here and, and Mace is only going to know what they tell him. I almost thought, Matt, we get the big delete there. Was the pang of conscience going to come through from Elena? No, let's leave it. Let's let's take the stand. Let's own up to it. Might have been a choice to go. Uh, but of course, they set everything up there for the director. And we come back to some conscious there that it wasn't uh elena who killed ramon of course daisy knows that and wait what's that in elena's hands pete that is the badge the pin the shield once owned by one agent peggy carter upon shield's founding and uh, it's a reminder pete that shield stands for something and also a reminder that she has gained something pete and what is that a team I have to admit, Pete, it, it could be a hokey way to end the episode, but it's not. It really just hits the target squarely. It's 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 nice. It's a nice way to end Slingshot. We have gained a team. And that you bookend it with the two pieces in which this pin is prominently used, and we've got that connection to Agent Carter, Matt, and we can do these digital series now. And Haley Atwell has some time on her hands and they really like her and she's on that network. I mean, is this lining up anymore? It's, it's like some kind of eclipse or something. Here's the only concern I have about that in the world of TV hedge your bets type stuff. You know, is it officially is, is conviction officially canceled? Is she right. officially available or do they just sit and go, 
hey, you know what? While you're under contract for conviction, we're going to have you do this side thing when your schedule's available any day. Let's Listen, make it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's let's make it happen. People love that character. We have seen the end of her in at least the the current uh, incarnation of the cinematic universe. Uh, in in the end of her timeline, she's dead. Not that she can't appear in a flashback or anything like that, but just to be able to fill in her story a little bit more, I think. You know, whatever their ratings were here on Slingshot, I think they draw a lot more eyes. Well, Pete, I know I'm repeating for our, our rabid Twitter followers here, but uh, I had por- put forth an idea online. You know, some some time travel, some fits creates a time portal. You know, you could get Yo-Yo holding the pin back in the past, meeting Peggy Carter. It's all. It's all... It's all possible with how they're doing the TVs these days, Pete. TV on the internet, TV on the Netflix, TV over the TV. It's um, it's been a good ride for Slingshot as we start to uh, as we start to to wrap up the Slingshot adventure here. Really a um, a, a fun a fun thing to watch in these uh, five weeks that Shield has been off the air. I really appreciated the series. I doubly appreciated a look inside the production there with the the trio of uh, little special features. Um, you know, you you had uh, transmedia producer uh, Jeffrey Colo talking about uh, you know how they had wanted to do a digital series for such a long time and going in there. You had Clark Gregg uh, give a couple moments to talk about what they were doing. Of course, we have the star in Natalia Cordova Buckley, who talked about, you know, how she had never uh, carried a series before and and what that meant and just how grateful she was for the character. And then, you know, to get Casada talking about and, and uh, you know, Clark was talking about how Casada, because he directed the, the one that he appeared in, the first one, um, how he had storyboarded every frame of, of the episode and how he is uh, ridiculously over-prepared. Casada even talked about how at one point he had wanted to go into film and TV and, you know, the whole comic thing kind of got in the way. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it's nice to see that degree of preparation, even for such a small thing. I think that lesser talent would have said, oh, well, it's just, you know, directing three minutes and I can lean on my assistant director or my my cameraman to, to get some help along the way, but um, certainly a top-notch effort here, a top-notch result. And um, as I've said before, this was at a scope where, look, in a perfect world, hey, you want to give me a six-episode limited series, 45 minutes per episode uh, on Netflix or on the ABC website, I'll take that. That's not what this set out to be. And this this more than delivered for a delightful, delightful surprise uh, while the mothership was away. Pete, how can people be in touch with you? Let's start with the Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 8,710 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast any way you want. We are Fantastic Geek with the P and the H in the name. FantasticGeek at gmail.com. Fantastic Geek on Twitter and Instagram and FantasticGeek.com. But wait, Pete, there's more. 
facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek all one word again with the ph we continue to add likes left and right are you next well pete this concludes the agents of shield slingshot podcast at least for now it did make me wonder that business with the uh do we tell the the director about the secret yeah pete maybe that's slingshot season two over the summer fingers crossed there but for now, the the Slingshot podcast goes into into uh, cryo sleep, and uh, as mentioned before, we'll be back next week for Shield. So with that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final Slingshot word. All right, let's get out of here before that guy Burroughs comes in and sets out a coffee and a scone for the director. <laughs> <laughs>